0: and welcome back to another episode of always open we are so glad you've joined us today i am your host barbara donkleman and joining me today are two of my wonderful friends starting with Lindsay jones Hello, welcome it going? back thank you appreciate it thank you for being here of course thank time. and also returning back to the show kaiku yeah, yeah. yeah. welcome
1: wait this isn't let's Bond? i know why, did I bring this? <laughs> why is this even here Worthless. Were you just I waiting so to make pretty. that joke? Of course. I was like, okay, don't step on Barbara's entrance.
0: <laughs> Here we go. No, <laughs> the timing was
1: impeccable. Impeccable. Thank,
0: Thank you. For those of you who aren't watching the, the video version of this, Lindsay has a blender bottle. Uh, that they immediately pushed on when they said let's blend. Of course, I know mm-hmm. I have to, but I, it's so cheesy. Like this is one of my little
1: um, things that I just enjoy in general, and I like that how my brain works is like anything that's color coded or
0: themed helps me do yes. my work.
1: So pink is the theme for the evening and for the year and century. What oh, with yes. Barbie's success, you know, I would yeah. think absolutely.
0: Yeah. I'm all. I feel like pink is so back in now absolutely. because of all the Barbie stuff. Hyper femininity. Let's go. Let's, let's go. It. So yeah, something Lindsay and I were talking about right before the show started. Um, Kai I think you were. Were just in the mm-hmm. in the bathroom or something, but we were talking about how with the Barbie movie and all the like excitement around it, I feel like it's given like women and feminine presenting people the excuse and the right to just be extremely feminine yes. and girly and like really leaning to pink and just like be unabashedly mm-hmm. feminine, and it's such a like. Such a relieving feeling and such a nice thing to be seeing people do and be like just unabashed about. I don't know. I love it. I I completely agree. I love it so much. Just thinking about seeing Barbie in theaters,
1: I I felt like, and I saw someone tweet about this. It summarized it perfectly. They said, "Remember, for that period of time when Pokemon Go first came out, Mm. and we were this close to world peace, and everyone loved each other, and they were hyping each other up, and it was awesome." Same thing with Barbie. I felt like. I dressed up. We did the double feature, uh, the Oppenheimer in the morning and then Barbie in the evening. So you did Oppie? Yeah. Oppie. I did. <laughs> That's I did. I yeah, what it's Oppie. Yeah. Instead of Barbenheimer, which if you yeah. did Barbenheimer, like props to you because your mental state must be so solid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: we got heavily destroyed by Barbie being the latter half of our viewing experience, uh-huh. but I digress. It was really cool watching people go in, and I love dressing up for movies, but like Everyone was dressed up, like yeah. to the nines, pink everywhere. It was like a giant anime convention. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. just
2: Barbie. It was so good. If, I loved it. If
1: Barbie wasn't anime, now I want to see that. <laughs> I feel like that's that's right around the corner now. We have so many IP. There's that so are many Barbie anime.
2: movies, Barbie games, like oh, yeah. mm, let's yeah. get into
1: it. You just did a cozy couch in a Barbie game. By we the way. did. We did. Please tell me about that because I haven't played a Barbie game since like ninety-six, maybe. Mm. If that
0: ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, like the late nineties, I think, is mm-hmm. when probably the peak of all that stuff mm-hmm. happened. Yeah.
2: So we did Barbie the Explorer, which is not your typical Barbie game you would think of because it's not a makeover game. Yeah. It's not like super feminine. It is a platformer. And there's always a conversation that me and BK have. Of like she's the more good overall gamer, but there's certain niches that she doesn't touch. And platforming is one of them. Mm-hmm. I touch platforming. Gotcha. So I look at her a little crazy. I'm like, this is the game you picked? <laughs> like this is the Barbie game? But it's just us going through a jungle and jumping over it. And to your point about how this kind of barbie movie is creating a revolution it's to me it's creating a revolution in what is the definition of a barbie girl because Mm. you have people that are dressing super feminine in pink but there's also people that are touching on what that means by dressing not maybe not so feminine but still utilizing pink in a way that still screams barbie barbie girl but maybe the definition of what a girl is is changing like example oh no please go ahead no uh i just wanted to say BK, She came in dressed in all pink, but she is someone else who likes to teeter on the edge of being, uh, I forget the word, but such of a androideous. Okay, and an- androgynous. androgynous. Yes, yeah, androgynous. Yeah. Very much so. So she came wearing her pink skirt, but it was a plaid pink skirt. Oh, so it's giving yeah. like Cute. school girl, but Cute. still giving like punk rock too yeah, with a hoodie. So there's, it's just really cool to see what everyone's kind of. Oh, she's so cool.
1: Definition of it. <laughs> is. On, yeah, it's Brock really awesome. Yeah. She's like, I mean, I know she dresses alt too, and I certainly do also, so mm-hmm. funny. I have many a plaid skirt and that same mentality. So I went as like rocker Barbie. Yeah. It was, was the look. But on that same token, I love all the goth looks I've seen because people don't want to go into the pink sphere. They're like, I love my dark looks. I'm, same thing. I mm-hmm. love my monochrome mm-hmm. looks. But it's so, so hyper effeminate. Yeah. The- <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I can make this on a little bit. But I love the the creativity there, yes. too. It's like you find your own style, but you modify it to make it Barbie. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that the term Barbie can now be multi dimensional along with
0: Barbie the fictional character is yeah. multidimensional, so. it's so true. Wow, I, yeah, I just, the movie was so great. It had such a great message in it. Um, mm-hmm. This is coming out a little bit after the movie has been out for a while, um, but at the time of recording this, we recently enjoyed yes. that mm-hmm. viewing experience.
1: For us, and I talked to Barbara loosely about like some of the things that connected to us. I'm curious, Kai, what w- what broke you most watching Barbie? <laughs> what destroyed you? Let's tell me in you know, detail. <laughs>
2: funny enough.
1: I'm uh, not a
2: therapist. <laughs> my viewing experience with Barry was probably a little different than other people. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it deserves all the awards and acclaim it's getting. But it, pro- it didn't hit me necessarily as hard as maybe others, because hmm. a lot of the issues that were being complained about felt a little bit surface level in terms of what I experienced mm. in terms of not only being just a woman, but a black woman. Sure. So I-, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the moment that absolutely broke me, I was just like, oh, they're reading me for film. America Ferreras
0: speech. Oh, yeah. I think all of us were like, mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. a lot of like yes, but also yeah. like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like speak the truth.
2: Stop speaking the truth. I don't want to. I don't want to hear anyone. You can stop now. <laughs> I was enough. sitting
0: in a theater, and I just saw, remember seeing all the heads in front of me just shaking, mm-hmm. like literally, just like uh huh, but oh god why is it like this (laughs) it makes me so angry Mm because it's so true
2: and it's so interesting because normally storytelling like that doesn't work it was very much so talk about it Mm -hmm. a lot of times they say in filmmaking you're supposed to show not tell Yeah. Mm -hmm. but the Barbie was so much of showing that this was the one moment where it was just America being like if you still don't get why you feel this way which is essentially what stereotypical Barbie was she was like upset Yeah. I won't say why spoilers but at that point Nothing, showing wasn't working. At that point, you literally just had to validate through words of affirmation, which for some
1: people, that is their love language. Yeah, So it was 100%. really nice seeing all the different variations of how someone can be validated and told. It's funny you mentioned from like a like a, a psychological standpoint, because you're not wrong. I'm clearly going into it like from a filmmaking standpoint mm-hmm. and thinking about like what works and doesn't dynamically. And I love that that is a perfect parallel to how hyper and just like noise-filled and adrenaline fueled the rest of Barbie is, mm-hmm. which is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like high energy, high octane, excitement, mm-hmm. sparkle, glitter, extravagance. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But then they suck the volume out of the the room for those moments, and you really let these monologues linger, and they have such an impact mm-hmm. in that way. It's it's really well orchestrated. Yeah. And I like the I like the push and pull. It was such a good time overall, but it still really spoke yeah. to your like soul or whatever you want to call
0: it. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like there were so many moments in that movie that broke me. One of them was the first time Barbie, Margot, uh, cries in the real world after realizing, mm-hmm. like, what the reality of the situation is when they thought, like, oh, we're inspiring all these young girls to be anything they want to be, and, like, that's the way it is. And then they realize that that's not the case yeah, and that right. uh, the patriarchy is real and there are horses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also the moment where... Um, Margot sees that like older woman yes. and she's like, You're beautiful. And it's just like that whole interaction. Did you hear too. that they
2: that scene was almost cut out by executive producers you didn't understand? <sighs> I did oh hear oh that.
0: And Greta was no. like, That there is no movie without that scene, mm-hmm. you know, that says everything. I mean,
1: like, I've I mean, we said no spoilers, but if we can spoil maybe part of this scene, yeah. but it's pretty important. I, I love that that is the moment of like addressing not only like barbie's fear as a character but like our societal fear growing old changing like you know discovering who we are imposter syndrome etc and it's just so perfect that like in two lines of dialogue you have barbie going you're beautiful and this old woman going i knew it Mm -hmm. i'm like yes like that's oh chef's kiss i I love it yeah (laughs) beautiful
0: what broke you the most Lindsay?
1: I, I told Barbara about this. I'm like, I don't expect you guys to relate because you're not parents. Um, but there's so much themes surrounding motherhood. Mm-hmm. So I took my mom to go see it for her birthday, um, which was the day after Barbie. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing with her Barbie. So she had, like, the original Barbie mm-hmm. oh, and wow. all these old Barbies. Yeah. So it was, like, it was really cool to so connect with her generation. you were watching would be
2: like, I remember that Barbie. I remember yeah. that Barbie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I
1: nerded out about stuff. We were like, ah, oh, pregnant Midge. Oh, I remember Midge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're losing it. So then... That destroyed me. And I was like, I love my mom desperately. And like, we bonded over that. Turn around, I come home and I take Iris and Luna to go see it. So it's like, oh, hey, now motherhood part two. Now yeah. you get to cry about your oh. daughters growing up. Oh. <laughs> but it was it was wonderful. Like, you know, I, I
0: love being destroyed, especially by cinema. So yeah. go for it. Just ruin me. Cathartic.
1: Ruin me, Barbie. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's, I want to uh, introduce a, a question to you guys, which thinking about destroys me trying to imagine both scenarios. But this is a would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather lose your sight or your memories? Oof. I want Kai kind to of answer this, this one's tough. One.
2: T- I actually already have an answer.
0: Okay. Oh, go for Ta- it. So,
2: so
1: what a Kai response <laughs> to you. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. Next Got question. I know. No. Process it all. I
0: mean,
2: something happened recently that makes this easy for me. Okay. Uh, I would easily lose my sight.
0: Mm, easily.
2: Okay. Not my memories. Um and I think that just stems from memories are such a big reason of who we are today. Sure, Like there's nature versus nurture. Like a lot of the experiences I have have turned me into who I am today. Mm. And I'm almost scared of the shell I would be without them. Mm. Uh, on top of that, the experience I was talking about recently is I recently started an audiobook from an old Wattpad story called Saving Nora. Oh, That's, it's amazing. been all over my Instagram. It's <laughs> incredible. So I've been just listening to it so much. And my favorite way to listen to it is kind of laying in bed. Closing my eyes and picturing these characters just doing these crazy things. And it kind of just made me realize that sight is beautiful, but it's also limiting yeah. because there's so many ways that I could pr- produce and predict how things would happen in my head with my eyes closed. And I could if I actually saw it happen in front of me, because hmm. then you have biases come into play. You have exp- you, like I said, you have those experience that you have before coming to play. So, yeah, easily I would lose my sight.
1: That's not a good point. I think about like translations from books to movies and how many people are like understandably like a little mm-hmm. shocked and have to ship. they like, oh, that's not how I picture that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good point. I was gonna joke, me like I'm actually losing my sight and my mind. I wish somebody (laughs) would tell me I'm
0: fine. So So you said that first. (laughs) She said the
1: one first. That's so good. So (laughs) cheesy. I'm sorry, please. We'll put the dad and mom jokes aside. Uh, I I think I'd probably have to go sight as well. I love that I have the gift of being able to see the world around me, especially things like my children and being able to look at them. However, there's so many interactions with people that I think isn't sight oriented, and like that I Mm. when I'm connecting with people, I connect with their. Essence, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm using all the terminology that people might find spiritual. I myself am not spiritual, I'm just using the terms. <clears throat> but I I don't think I would necessarily need that to keep the connections I have, nor to bond with yeah, other humans. Sure. On top of that, my memory is garbage, <laughs> so I'm trying to hold on to any memories I possibly can I feel yeah, that. Well, while I can. Good. You got a pretty good memory. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I uh,
0: can't remember breakfast, but I can probably walk you through my childhood. There you, home. Go. Right. Do, you do that. Yeah. I'm the same way. Go. Where it's like you remember the things that matter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. the little things of just like what movie did we watch yesterday? Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not done. sure. No idea. <laughs> well, we talked about a dream uh, escapes too, and Trevor's mentioned
1: this before also i have times where memories will replay themselves like in my dreams. so Whoa. also like i would hate to lose that because mm-hmm. i get to physically revisit that them happens in those moments. all the time yeah, yeah,
2: anytime nice. i ever dream it's not about the house that i currently live in or the house that my family currently lives in it's the house i lived in from like kindergarten to high
0: school oh wow I, that's only that that's the only house i dream about do you think that's mm-hmm. because it, it's that's where you were when you formed so many of your like core essentially like personality traits Absolutely. and like memories and, and, who and who you growing are. up, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah who you are yeah because it's, also- it's
2: really just their college dorm like, yeah those are the two places
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you ever get like wistful when you return to like I-, I feel like i have the breaks of like i know i'm an adult in my dream world but i'm returning to my child like instance mm-hmm. this state of wonder mm-hmm. that i had it's yeah. gone now
2: i mean one of my bucket list goals is easily to return to that child at home and hopefully they let me in and just walk around so i can be like oh this Aww. place because i i've episode. driven around it since moving out and it's so crazy how many more homes have been built in the area and things.
1: Yeah. But
0: mm-hmm. even just – I w- I just want to sit in the room for like five minutes it's and kind of meditate. It's really sweet. I don't know if y'all have done this before, but it's crazy how much smaller those spaces are when yes. you revisit them as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like even when I visit home and I go to my room, I'm just like – my counter is mm-hmm. so, like, was I all? I guess I wasn't always this big around it, but, like, I was this tall before Barbara, grown. Grown. <laughs> I moved mean, out. Look at I'm you. i mm-hmm. <laughs> Well grown. Well,
1: if you guys ever have children or are visiting I hope so. someone with kids, um, that is visiting an elementary school as an adult. Yeah. It is <laughs> I'm like, I'm a freak. This yeah. is huge. Like This, is <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. this is tiny chair, let me hop out over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is nuts. I think I'm the same as, as both of you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather lose sight than than my memories and it is one of those things too even just thinking about this question I'm just like I feel so fortunate to have my sight yes. when there's so many people in the world who have you know uh, sight issues or are like fully blind mm-hmm. or, or any type of disability in that sense and just like that's just they just yeah. live that way and I think a lot of us take for granted all the things we are blessed with, and all the things we do have with our health and with our, you know, abilities and stuff like that. Um, but I, I agree with you guys that mm-hmm. memories are are really what makes mm-hmm. you you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about it and going back and forth, I was like, well, if you lose your sight, there's like a lot of types of memories that you're not able to mm-hmm. form. Then that's going a good point. Forward, huh? Yeah. But you know, I guess it's like depending on yeah. how you cope with those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think to your point about privilege. I think it's a privilege that all, none of us here wear glasses and they're asking, or being asked right, like, this yeah. question about, like even ignoring like losing your sight fully, like even just having to go out of way or wear cl- glasses or contacts as a form of sight mm-hmm. um, impairment. So I do recognize that maybe if I had experienced something to that extent that my answer might change. Cause mm-hmm. I have not experienced what it's like to not have sight, so yeah. I am privileged enough to say if I had to think about both, I'm kind of thinking about the dreamy version of both. Yeah, gotcha. could still like, my mind still works. So I can still imagine things. I can, but at the end of the day, like this world was not built for people who unfortunately have different variations of disabilities. So, me saying it is kind of dreamlike of being like oh yeah i'll lose my sight i'll just i'll just make up stories in my head that doesn't change the fact that i do have to exist in this world without my vision very yeah, tough. Very it true. is
1: very hard i think also to adding that from my perspective is alzheimer's runs in my family so i'm extra protective oh, yeah. of memories because i know that if, inevitably they're gonna go away um, I would love to do the Dumbledore thing where
0: you just like pull it out of your head. I'm like, you stay right there. Yeah. I, mean, you <laughs> you like, remember this. I think it also is like when you think about questions like this and scenarios like that, I think at least for me, it helps me hold on to those special moments a little yeah. bit more and be appreciative of those moments of like, this is a really special thing that's happening. Let me make a concerted effort to remember this mm-hmm. and to like value it as it's happening mm-hmm. rather than it, it being like... Oh, that thing that happened last week was really awesome. Like, I wish I, like, basked in that a little yeah. more. That's a good point.
1: I don't know if you've ever found yourself doing this because you're both very organized people.
0: Yeah, and sometimes. We're, <laughs> <laughs> generally, especially compared okay. to me. Thank you. In my eyes, you guys are so put together.
1: You got everything going for you. The facade is working. Yes. Uh, I, I definitely have moments where I have to, like, sit back and think about that because – There are tons of times when I'm in the moment, especially like social gatherings, where I'm so like freaked out or anxiety ridden about it going well Mm -hmm. that I don't even enjoy the party or whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Was it like
0: that on your wedding?
1: luckily no because okay. we had a coordinator
0: right, right
1: but I mean it sounds so cheesy to say but at my, at my cat's birthday party I was a little stressed Um, you did put on a really big <laughs> shindig so for good your cat's birthday thank you <laughs> so cheesy Um, I guess for I audience had crab who doesn't legs know legs at
2: a cra- cat party that was so you. amazing dude
1: I love that you guys came I appreciated it it was it my taste the of the world. east
0: coast thank you <laughs> of course I had to
1: I, I loved the one that it happened and you guys were so gung ho about it and just like supportive of Lindsay's crazy idea like sure let's have a birthday party for your cats we're always <laughs> looking for excuses are you kidding me you you gave me a reason to dress up yeah Yeah. everyone's always looking for that i loved it thank you um and i i appreciate it but because i wanted y'all to have a good time also um Mm -hmm. at this birthday event Mm -hmm. i was like okay this all has to go well so there was this like this underlying current of like i'm i'm freaked out even though i shouldn't be we're here to have a good time just enjoy yourself in the moment and i really had to step back and go like you're gonna hate yourself if you don't relax a little bit and enjoy that this is happening right now yep i think to your point
2: that's why I seem so organized is because I've done too many situations like both by myself and with others where I work hard, work hard, work hard. And then the fact, realize I didn't get the uh, benefit from the fruits of my own labor. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all now, the hard work you put exactly. into Exactly. So now, especially now that I'm producing, so inside work and outside work, I go out of my way to work extremely hard to try to find any loopholes, ask as many questions as possible. So that way, when the time comes, I can just sit. In. Like that's kind of what I was like when I was directing Same Brain. That's mm-hmm. how I was when I was on stage for guess who hard mode. Those mm-hmm. are all videos that I produced. It was just really fun to just be like, I did this, people are enjoying it. And honestly, I think that's another thing. When you're in your head, you don't get to feel the joy of others as yeah. much. And a lot of what can help make you happy
0: is feeling the happiness other feels other people feel through something you create. That's so true. it's also like the pulp. I'm not the whole point, but a Mm -hmm. big point of putting effort into something is so you you could enjoy it too. Yeah. Like, unless it is something that you're strictly doing for someone else and you're like, I just want to make this a good thing for them and like, I want them to enjoy it. But even
2: then, feeling their happiness, right? You're sharing the joy. Yeah. And being like, you should be able to look at them for a moment, just reflect and be like, I made them happy. Like that's
0: back in the day when Gus and I used to direct RTX. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where it's like, this is the hardest work I've ever done in my life. And I'm more stressed out than I've ever been. And it's like a lot of late nights, a lot of like pulling my hair out. But then you're there in person and you're just like, wow, Mm. people are like hugging and laughing and having such a good time. And like, oh, it's all worth it.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad to get. Oh, you also get to see like in person that real time response of like people. Your work has paid off. Here it is in front of you. Do you all have difficulty giving yourselves flowers, like applauding yourselves all the time, trying to be better about it? Yeah. I'm a little bit of the same. I'm like, okay, it's done. Moving on. I feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I saw a quote recently online and it really resonated with me. Maybe it will with you also. They said someone tried to compliment them and they like kind of downplayed it like, nah, I'm not that cool. And the other person stopped them and said, I'm going to give you your flowers. You can decide whether or
0: not to water them. And I was like, oh, I dang. S- I did okay. see that quote. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
1: All right. Good point.
0: <laughs> i to take them. I think will resonate with y'all as it did with me. I think I want to say this was Brene Brown. Um I don't know if it was so I apologize if I'm wrong but I, this woman was talking about how um the scariest emotion to feel. What do you like what do you think that is? The scariest emotion? A lot of people would go like anxiety, fear, like sadness, all this is Yeah. Joy is the scariest emotion. I For love praise sometimes scares people they like praise. Because with joy a lot of people are like oh my god, I'm so happy. I need to protect this or like something will go wrong to ruin this. So I'm go not going to allow myself to feel the full joy of the situation or this scenario. Yeah. Because I'm scared. Because yeah. I'm scared that that's going to be taken so away. Sad, right. Like, like, oh,
1: you should be able to express
0: your yeah. joy. No,
2: there it's like the saying, if I always expect less, I can never be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you never want, you never ask for more, reach for more. But at the same time, you're
1: never hitting your true peak because right. you're never extending yourself to allowing yourself to bask in it exactly as as you right. on top of that and i don't know if this is the case in this scenario but like if, if you've been in abusive environments you you train yourself not to want want that because you could have backlash you could have a response that is abusive and to you to you just trying to express yourself or your mm-hmm. needs so i totally understand some of the trepidation there absolutely well if, allow yourself joy
0: We have officially reached the point in the summer where you pretty much need sunglasses every time you step outside. It is bright out there, folks. But it seems like my sunglasses always get stuck in my hair, and if I try to put my sunglasses on top of my head, I wind up with a whole tangled mess and sometimes even a little bit of hair missing out of, you know, the top of my head where the sunglasses were. Well, thankfully, our friends at Shady Rays have a new tangle-free aviator that has a patent-pending nose piece that they designed specifically to avoid it tangling. I mentioned this last time, but it happened again. I went swimming and I put my sunglasses on my head. They were the aviators, the Tangle Free Aviators, and they did not get stuck even in my wet hair from the pool. It was fantastic. And every time it happens, I'm just so grateful to have them. Plus, they look super stylish and go with everything. Also, if you lose or break your sunglasses, even on day one, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair with no questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So head over to ShadyRays.com slash TangleFree and use the code OPEN for 30% off their best selling tangle-free Aviators and much more. Save before they sell out and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Thank you, Shady Rays. Let's get into our questions for today, please. These were submitted to us at the Always Open email, which you could submit your questions to if you just email us at alwaysopen Please send in your questions, big or small, we'd love to hear from you. All right, so this first one reads, My partner and I have been dating over two years, and we are very much in love with each other. I am also a very patient and understanding person. My partner has ADHD and is currently not seeing a therapist, nor is on any medication. I want to encourage him to seek therapy to treat his symptoms— but he's not confident in talk therapy and also has a very hard time making appointments because of his anxiety. He self-medicates in his own way by distracting himself with music, videos, or games, but he often hyperfixates on some of his games and it often makes him lose sleep or sometimes forget to eat or do chores, etc. I want to support him without overwhelming him, but I'm not sure how to go about it. We take care of each other and have pretty good communication, but anytime I bring it up, Uh, anything related to going to a doctor, he immediately gets very dismissive or overwhelmed, even when I try to gently talk about it. Want to see if any of you have some advice. Much love to you all. First of all, mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That is a tough situation to be in because you're with someone you love and want to see them happy and succeed, but you also don't want to make them feel like they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or that you're criticizing them, right. or or blaming them for, you know, having ADHD or anything like that. So it's a very tough situation to be in, right? And I definitely
1: have been I've been diagnosed ADHD, but I told Barbara before this, and we'll say I'm currently undergoing diagnoses for or testing for bipolar. So um, I've, i I've I've been there um in that i've hyper focused before and i'm not taking care of my personal health at all and it's been a strain on my family and just a lot of different things so i i get the feeling that he has where you feel like you're being attacked and like i can't do anything right like i've 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 tried to address this this has been a constant struggle for me why are you not more supportive of, of my my struggle um and it does sound like you're approaching this in a very sensitive way and you yeah. tried to multiple times. So kudos to you also for not just going, this needs to stop like now because that's also been a bad approach
0: more times. Yeah, um, And I feel like that would honestly, for some people, make them react in the opposite kind yeah. of way of of like, oh, I feel overwhelmed by your reaction to me that I it makes me not want to seek help even more. Oh,
1: absolutely. I've, I've gone into like self-isolation because of that. And I, I don't – I know it's not the intended effect, but it just happens where you just like – you internally dogpile yourself and you're like, God, I suck. Like this person, I like, once again, I have failed this person who cares about me and that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm a burden on this like home unit or whatever you want to call it. On that same token, I I don't know what the solution is for this individual person, but I know there, there had to be some self-reflection for me, big self-reflection going like, okay, yes, this is a constant struggle for me. And yes, this is part of my identity. It's who I am. I accept this. However, I can't expect everybody else in my life to accommodate to everything that is going to surround my mental health issues like deadlines, et cetera. At, at a certain point, people are going to have to move on or especially in a working environment, there's going to be ends that need to be met. Yeah. Now they can help you and my working environment and my home environment has been awesome about trying to figure out like what works for me, what kind of style and procedures okay. and communication needs to happen to make it work. But, yeah, it, it took a lot of effort on both parties' parts to go, how do we, how do we fix, not how do we fix this, because fix isn't the right word. How do we approach this? Yeah. How do we, how do we tackle this issue
0: together? Very good. Sorry. <laughs> and that's my speech. <laughs> 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 well, I, I wonder for you, too, Lindsay, like you mentioned that um, you felt like sometimes you were letting people down. Oh, yeah. Um how did you go about discussing that with them or like how did people approach you that made you feel that way was it like the way they were speaking to you or was it more like you are assuming that you're letting people down based off things
1: definitely a little bit of both and that's also a trip too
0: is like knowing that i'm
1: reading too far into some interactions and like the slightest little tone shift or like a look i'd be like god i failed again like i Mm. they fucking Mm -hmm. hate me and it's not like ooh, they don't like me it's like they fucking hate me and they want me dead um that's my brain tricking me um nasty little thing (laughs) sometimes
0: Eh. yeah uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) but then on the opposite end there would be times where like finally people would like either gently nudge like hey like have you worked on this or has this happened where they just have to sit down and go like, I don't know if you just are not registering, but we need this now. And I wouldn't have mm-hmm. understood. And I go, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize or like I missed information. I would miss an email or something would get lost in the cracks. But that is on me. Mm-hmm. So like that is the give and take.
0: Yeah. I think with the situation, too, it sounds like this partner has been very supportive of him mm-hmm. and has been trying to work through you know finding help for him and finding some ways to address this um but he hasn't been like as receptive yeah and if it's affecting your relationship i think there needs to come a, like a come to jesus moment of like hey like I, I really do think that we need to like have you talk to somebody or like i, I it would mean a lot to me yeah. yeah if you looked into the help and like i i think this person being there for him and like helping him through like Let's look into therapists together. Mm -hmm. Let's, like, research this online together. Like, doing things together, I think, might be helpful rather than being, like, you need to look into that. Yes, You need to do that. Mm -hmm. Because it does seem like you are willing, which I think is wonderful and and shows that you really love him. Um, But also, like, you matter in the relationship, too. Right. That's what I was
2: going to say, actually, because I can't speak on – you spoke so well. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I can't speak on that because – as far as I know, I'm not on the spectrum or have ADHD in any way, as far as I know. Right, <laughs> like, okay. I know a testing center you can
1: go to, yes. yeah. go. come on down.
2: Um, but I have been in a situation where, not necessarily a relationship, but where a close friend of mine was in a abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was so invested in her well being that it very well affected me physically and mentally really badly yeah. where you just want to help them and you want to support them but at the end of the day i was losing myself trying mm. to support someone else and while you want to wish the best for someone else you can only give them so much until you can you always want to give someone as much as you can but if it starts taking away from you you're now giving them 50 because you only have 50 left or you're now sacrificing exactly too much
0: of of the, your needs for that we'll mm-hmm. pour with an empty cup yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I kind of want to speak to the actual writer of this piece and say, I'm so glad that you're helping them and supporting them and loving them. And honestly, I feel the love through this message. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's unfortunate that life is just so unfair to so many of us that we have to go through these trials and tribulations. But you're doing great. If no one's told you're doing great, you're. I want to validate you right here and right now, because it's not easy. And just make sure that when you look in the mirror
0: you're good too like yes yeah please i think that's such an important yeah. piece to talk to. like
1: i mentioned earlier it could very well be their brain going like mm-hmm. they, they could also be a perception where like they they might think like you don't care and they might not mm-hmm. like actually be registering how much effort and concern you have surrounding you wanting to support them but
0: yeah <laughs> Or it could also, I mean, they mentioned that uh, anytime they bring up anything related to a doctor, he immediately gets very dismissive and overwhelmed. And that's probably just because it is a very overwhelming thought to him. Yeah. And yeah. like—and it's also, <clears throat> it's better now, but it's very stigmatizing when yeah. you put that label on yourself. On top of that, and this is my experience like
1: with ADHD slash what might be bipolar now, is that uh, I have had multitude of appointments that I've set and missed or forgotten entirely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I roll up to the doctor and they're like, oh, nice to see you. And I just feel like garbage, like the passive aggressive reception is the worst. And that's happened before. So I don't I don't know if this is the case, but maybe there's also some trauma surrounding doctor's appointments and scheduling stuff like that, because that is that is very tricky when you have ADHD. Scheduling appointments
0: and going to a doctor, I think for most (laughs) people, regardless of being on the spectrum or having ADHD is very tough. So I can't even I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being in that situation and trying to yeah. get yourself to go I to mean, a doctor, it's probably <laughs> it, cannot even imagine how there's been literal
2: times where I have it on my calendar, I set the alarm and the night before I thought to myself, Oh, it's just a regular day tomorrow and I slept past all of that halfway through the day and I'm like I had a whole doctor's appointment or I had tickets to go yes. see a movie. I feel better. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Nothing better than getting a call from the doctor when you're yeah. out and about. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. And nowadays the
2: doctors text you so they got my phone number and they're like, are you on your way? And it's me three hours later because I also don't respond to texts. Oh, like,
1: no. Ah. I, I do appreciate the doctors who know me long enough or even not even like retail workers. It expands past doctor's appointments. But yeah. They just know me now and they're like, oh, Lindsay. And like, they're very kind, at least, and considered. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, i sorry. I
0: forgot. Or like, I got yeah overwhelmed i apologize <laughs> it happens and i i think too with addressing this situation with him i think do try to keep communicating with him i think they're you know i think the more you talk about it the maybe less dismissive he might get mm-hmm. if it becomes more of like it's important to me that like we figure this out because i love you and i want you know to address these things with you and i'll help you and i think maybe doing it in a way where it's just like little steps just like okay well, just today we're just going to research yeah and like maybe like if we find something we like, like we'll just call them to see what they offer. And like just little steps, not just like jumping right into it. Of like, okay, we're going to find you a therapist today and you're going to make an appointment like today. You're going to fix you right up. Like, cause that could be very overwhelming for anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at
2: the same time, I think it's also understanding that everyone's timeline is different. Yeah. Uh, As K Michelle said, you can't raise a man. He's already grown. What you're going to do. But on a more serious note, it's just sometimes people are willing to listen. Sometimes they're not. And Be careful of those boundaries that they set that you don't overstep them when they're not ready for them.
1: Mm. Yep. I'll also note just timeline wise, thinking about my experience, I have had issues where I think I'm progressing or I'm improving in a Mm -hmm. lot of my behaviors, but it's actually just a heightened state of mania. Um, And then I go, like, it it gets way too, like, I'm like, we fixed all of the issues. Everything's great. And then it's immense crash. So I I don't know if this is the case here, Mm -hmm. but that's also a great argument for like taking baby steps and taking a long period of time to make sure those steps are applied. Yes,
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for your question. Thank you both for your responses too. I think yeah. it's great. You were extremely well spoken,
1: Kai. Kidding? Yeah. Kidding? I have um, two degrees. I hope so. Yeah, yeah
2: that's yeah, true. And, and student <laughs> loans are coming back. Student loans oh are coming God. back next month. <laughs> I looked
1: how much I oh monthly. Oh I don't have it. <laughs>
0: <Goodness>. Oh gosh, <laughs> America, <laughs> right? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, let's let's quickly do this last question because it's an interesting one. Um, we'll we'll do a little speed round on it. So nice. this question reads. My brother, who's 26, and I, who's 25, still live at home with our mom. We have a balance of chores between us. I'm typically the one to do cleaning. For the past couple years, things are left messier than usual. I'm talking food and crumbs left out, dishes unrinsed, as well as moldy fruit bowls and rank vegetables left in the fridge. Every summer, our kitchen becomes the Disneyland for flies and ants. Tasty. We've even had a few maggot incidents. What kills me is when the trash is full, they take the bag out and leave it on the floor next to the bin instead of taking it to the garage. I know we all get a bit lazy sometimes and I don't have the highest of standards, but this is honestly repulsive. At this point, I've tried many interventions and they brush me off saying, you're OCD and a neat freak. I'm sick of cleaning up after them and I'm spiteful, so sometimes I leave it to build, hoping they realize how they live. But my tolerance is obviously lower and they can be very stubborn. I'm saving up to move out, but it's not happening anytime soon. Until then, I'm trying my best to remain civil. How would you manage living with an unapologetic trash panda? I'm watching Kai's face. I'm like, uh, I would not. <laughs> guy, guy, guy would, uh, I'm would trying
2: to decide if my answers are going to be
1: like petty. <laughs> or, <laughs> Let it be petty. I could start Okay. Um, I'm, I, Sympathize with both people here. Okay. Because I have been that person. I've literally left rotting food out when I was like in the heightened of depressive state. However, mm-hmm. again, you cannot use mental health in these, as an excuse. And I don't want to assume here, but if this person sounds dismissive upon yeah. being like, Hey, like you really gotta pick up yourself. Go again, going back to what I was saying, if if I had that said to me, it would be like devastating. Once again, like, again, I'm a horrible failure. I'm so sorry. Extremely apologetic. And then the mess builds. But it sounds more. like they're going you're OCD. Right. You're a neat freak. Right. I'm not the problem. And that is shitty. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is really <laughs> shitty and dismissive and deflecting really is going, no, no, no. I don't have a problem. You do. Um, that is no room for any relationship, let alone a roommate environment.
0: Yeah. It also, I'm, I'm wondering here, it says my brother and I, there, it says both male live mm-hmm. with our mom. And he keeps referring to they so i wonder if it's the brother and the mom who are both messy and this 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 guy writing in is the Mm -hmm. one who's cleaning up after both oh that's even harder than because at first i was like get the get your parent to like instill chores and like if they don't do their chores they don't get to live at home i don't know yeah (laughs) no
1: it is a parental responsibility you're not wrong this might be a triangulation situation yeah oof
2: I have so many thoughts. Please. <laughs> yes. Please. Please. So I'll start with the mom one more recently of a sense of, I don't know if that's the case always because True. I was raised in a household where my mom did the cooking and the cleaning for so long. And now it's a situation where anytime I go over there, it's like, this is my house, you know, keep it clean if you can. And like, She's already done so much for me so yeah. I like do more for her and in, in through keeping her house clean when I go to visit. Hmm. I was also a girl scout so I was taught anywhere you go you leave it cleaner than when you left it. Oh, yeah. Uh so in that case if the mom's making a mess I'll up like it's the mom I guess it's a, the tiniest of passes, right? The tiniest of passes. Sure. But the brother. <sighs> yeah. About the brother that. as someone who has a brother. Oh well, no, my brother's fine. I'm not going to leave him out of this. <laughs> um no, I I, the first question I have that I would need context on is what are his chores that he's doing that you say cleaning is the equivalent of whatever he's doing?
0: Yeah. Like if, if he's, I don't know, doing the laundry mm-hmm. or something or like taking care of some other household needs. Yeah. And like maybe if you find that you are good at cleaning and want things clean, like maybe that's something you do for the house and exactly. everyone else does like some other the main equivalent. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, also there's the health hazard issue. They mentioned like a maggot incident and oh,
1: flies. Mm-hmm. And, like that is also, that is the huge issue that is unhygienic. Yes. It's a problem very much.
2: It's, it's something where I would say my, my, my normal not petty answer is clean despite the issue because if it's affecting your mental health and your hygienics like unfortunately you do live in the same you do share the same space if there's a space that you don't touch that he inhabits and you don't need to clean that don't yeah but if it is affecting you and your health unfortunately i would say you're working on your way out it will happen sometime this is a small blip in your timeline make sure that you are living to your best life yeah And then the petty (laughs) me. Let it out. The petty me.
1: Turn the volume up. (laughs)
2: Um, I've been in a similar situation, not with cleaning, but with money. Mm. Where I was, Jesus Christ, I've been having this conversation with people so much recently. Where I'll be out with friends and instead of splitting evenly or, Mm. you know, because there's different ways you can do it. You can split evenly. You can all pay each other back in a moment based on what you did. But sometimes what I'll do out of convenience is i'll pay for one meal or something knowing that maybe they'll get the uber like if we're all going out i'll pay for the food and you got the ubers and then someone else got the drinks so it's all unspoken
0: agreement it
2: all works out but there's always that one person who doesn't believe in that they believe in you paid for this and you treated me Mm. but the next thing i do we're splitting evenly because you treated me out of the goodness of your heart got you so Mm. it might be his in, in his mind He's saying, Well, you agreed the cleaning. This is a part of cleaning. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big the mess gets, this is the cleaning. Right.
1: I'm like, I don't okay, you don't give gifts with the expectation of anything in return. Mm-hmm. However, um, I do I do think it's a little a little gauche. If you can afford it mm-hmm. and you're just allowing someone to politely pay for everything or pay for things without the expectation of maybe some something in return. There has to be some kind of equal exchange. I'm yes. an alchemist at heart.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> so to to my petty answer is he probably sees it is like you're doing your chore. Were you complaining about like that? I it. mean, yeah,
0: the, it does say at the beginning here we have a balance of chores between us. I'm typically the one doing the cleaning, mm-hmm. so so to give them that one pass. But at the same
2: time, you have to then set that boundary because there are now people who I will. Not share money experiences with. We can go on vacations, sure. We can we can go out, sure. You know,
0: we can we can hang out. In but the park, you know sure. that they're going to take advantage of it. If,
2: exactly. Yeah. I have I like I need to analyze myself and say, do I want to put myself in that situation today to know that this might be a money situation that goes away that I don't prefer, mm. and then decide yes or no. In this case, you both lived together. I'm sorry that that choice was taken from you. Yeah. But I think you then have to decide how much are you going to give him.
0: Power to make these messes, I guess. Well, this is such a complicated scenario that Mm -hmm. I've I've heard of from people in the past. Of if you don't clean it and they just let it build, they have that expectations that you will handle it, and so they just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And the more you clean up after them, the more they will be like, "Oh, Oh, they they got it, they got it." Like they're gonna do it. And if they don't, I know that they're gonna be like. Not able to handle the dirt and the grime and all the shit, and eventually they'll clean it up because that it's has what happened. And like it's it's tough because like if you go fuck it, like they'll they'll see how shitty it is having to live like this. I'm not going to clean it after them, but then you're there stuck living in that household having right. it pile up, and they won't do anything. So it's like there's no right <clears throat> way to go about. It. You're sacrificing some form of your comfort level yes. either yeah. way, yeah. no matter what's happening, and you already have been exactly. apparently exactly. <laughs> but I think like again we talk about. With every single question on the show, it's a lot of communication of like, hey, I I can't live this way and I don't think you should either. And I think it's better for not only our physical health, but mental health to live in a space Mm -hmm. that isn't full of flies and ants and maggots and garbage. And like, I feel like I'm not asking a lot, even if it's just like, hey, when you put your dishes, when you put your dirty dishes somewhere, put them in the sink or Mm -hmm. put them in the dishwasher and like, I'll run it, I'll clean, I'll do that. Like if that's my chore... But like don't just eat your food and then leave your trash on the table right there and like not even do the bare minimum of that like Uh, especially your brother is an adult (laughs) he's 26. (laughs) this
1: is also coming from a neurodivergent framework so i don't think this is applying here Mm -hmm. this sounds like maybe just a bit of entitlement and laziness but we don't know (laughs) yeah i i like that you mentioned like halfway points because that has also helped me when i'm like i'm so i'm so overwhelmed by the mess in front of me and i know i need to do it for the people in my living environment instead of Cleaning, doing all dishes, I will just put them in a pile here. At least yes. they are off the counter; Step they are one. here. Yeah, or my laundry is in this corner here. It's not strewn about the house. Yeah, that kind of helped.
2: Little cool.
0: steps yeah. again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would even say see if you can secretly control the situation or control the variables. Like, um, unfortunately, trash is trash. But say if you if dishes are an issue paper plates possibly so that way you can just throw that out easily that's less of a a chore inside of a chore like I feel like there's ways that you can almost manipulate the resources in the situation that may provide for at least a more efficient way
0: for you to clean up Mm. afterwards the whole also trash bag where they take the trash out and leave it on the floor instead of just bringing it to the garage like to me it's not the worst thing in the world at least they are taking the trash in a bag and tying it so Mm -hmm. it's like ready to take out Again, they might just be like, well, that's his responsibility to clean. So, like, I'm helping him by doing right? this. Yeah. But it's also like, well, if you're pulling out the bag, tying it, just walk. You could go yeah. a couple feet yeah. or however long it is to put it in the garage, you know? It's, exactly. it's something I've learned about in college
2: is that everyone's brains work differently. Like, it, yeah. it. And whereas I know for a fact that my brain is very much so, like, start, be beginning, middle, end, where I have to go, go, go. I see all points of retention and I. And that's why, honestly, a lot of times I'll do something myself instead of rely on others because it's easier to just do it than to explain the process to someone else. And in that moment, you kind of just have to understand maybe they see this as... Maybe this is their beginning and end, whereas I see is as, as the beginning and middle. And then trying to understand that and have that conversation might just help you understand each other better Very good too. Point. Such a diplomat. I, I know.
0: Like <laughs> like, oh. I like how you went from petty yeah. to like the most diplomatic. No, because thing. I, I <laughs> wasn't even
2: as petty as I wanted to be. <laughs> I know. Well, that's,
1: that's how politics works. Behind the doors, they just scream and cuss at each other, and then <laughs> yeah.
2: the, the PR statement. Because it's good. really petty if I put all this garbage in your room, but you know, I'm not. Hey, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> We're not telling you to do that, but yeah. not a little,
0: not even a little bit. No. <laughs> My real advice would be continue saving up so you could move out <laughs> yes honestly yeah because man when you like to live a certain way and then you get to live alone it is like a gift yes. waking up every day in your own space and like only you are responsible for your things and your stuff and your surroundings and
2: i will say and this might be a full circle moment of like memories Enjoy the time that you are living with your family. Mm. I'm currently living by myself. And I every time I call my mom, I'm like, you didn't tell me it was ghetto. Adulting <laughs> is not fun. I got bills on bills on bills. Yep. Like, this is not fun. <laughs> and it never gets uh, easier. And honestly, I think so many successful people are successful because they stayed at their parents longer. Those are bills mm-hmm. that they need to worry about as they set their foundation and built their resume to really go out and just be stable and exist. So, yeah save your money get that save good up. lifestyle but also enjoy this because you, you'll you probably never live with your family again so True. these are nice moments
0: yeah. yeah and maybe name one of the maggots that you find and there we, we keep go keep it as a pet <laughs> maggie yeah. come on it's right there oh my god it's <laughs> somewhere maggie's very upset with me i love you maggie, I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> maggie the maggot. well thank you very much for your question again if you have questions for us for the show you could email those to always open at roosterteeth.com Lindsay, Kai, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Anything y'all want to plug before we end the show? Anything y'all are working on? We've got some, some very exciting do it, stuff do it, going on. This do. comes out in September. so Okay, noted. Thank you. So uh,
1: by this time, you guys should have all see, already seen a few of Ruby's uh, travel vlogs on her <gasps> uh, debuted VTube channel, which is very exciting. Yay! Thank you. And y'all, uh, internally, everyone's been so supportive, especially you two. So thank you so, so much. Excited for it. From me and Ruby. She just says nothing but positive things about you. <laughs> She's like, yeah! Love y'all so much. <laughs> Tell her I say hi. I will. I will. I'll <laughs> tell Yang you said hi as well. <laughs> She'll be seeing her around too. My friend Yang. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, awesome. Yeah. Please uh, check check it out. Awesome.
0: Kind mm-hmm. anything you're working on that you want to talk about. Any personal stuff? Any like Twitch things? I got a puppy. You did. Got, you I did got get a, a puppy. puppy. I can't believe we didn't talk have, about that. I have this a episode. baby
2: pupper's now, Momo. Uh, momo. Show from momo g from Fruits Basket. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God,
1: I didn't know that that was the shorting. That's so incredible. <laughs> yeah, she's
2: super cute. She is the bane
0: of my existence. But that's how it's supposed to that's be. That's how puppies so, are. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being on the show, and thank you all for watching again. uh Thank you for supporting our show. Feel free to share it with a friend. Uh, let them know about the show. It helps very much with what we're doing, uh, and we appreciate it. And thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye.